Hey, it's Lisa Carlin from Attacking Third to tell you about the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. It's equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend. The Hyundai Santa Fe features available all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, plus available dual wireless charging pads, ensuring that you can take on any adventure. It's ski season, and with the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe, I can easily load the car with all my gear plus my friends in the third row and make it right to the base of the slopes with all-wheel drive. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Hello and welcome to Attacking Third, CBS Sports Soccer Podcast. I'm Sandra Herrera, lead NWSL writer for CBS Sports. Joined today, as always, by my colleague and co-host, Lisa Roman, broadcaster and analyst for CBS Sports. On today's episode, we're uh, we're introducing a special series to celebrate Pride Month here at Attacking Third, and we're going to be starting it off with a special guest interview today. But quick, a first reminder to, uh, to follow us and subscribe on YouTube for exclusive interviews and that you never miss whenever we go live at youtube.com slash attacking third. Today's special guest is the 2021 NBL champion with the Washington Spirit, but current Angel City defender, it's Paige Nielsen on attacking third. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Uh, we're, we're really hyped uh, to, to have you here on, on A3. It's a first time for you. So we always like whenever someone gets introduced to the show and to our audience, uh, Let's maybe start off with some some regular season uh, chatter here with NWSL. Angel City, off to a pretty good start here in the regular season. How how would you uh, evaluate uh, your team over uh, the month of May here? Honestly, like I couldn't have asked for for better players, a better coaching staff, a better like a better community. It's been super fun. I've been unfortunately like on the sidelines coming back from injury but to see our team come from the challenge cup and start to learn how each other plays and each other's tendencies and and to see our stadium packed full of so, so much energy and every single game we come out fighting like it's the championship game and I honestly I haven't been a part of a team with like this much excitement and energy and I think we're doing so well beyond people's expectations but i hope we can continue because it's a long season yes it is just the beginning it's uh, kind of wild to think that that the league is is now heading into june though like the month of may is, has gone by in a flash and now we're heading into june uh where pride month celebrations are are beginning some clubs have already kind of kicked off some celebrations a little early and, and here at attacking third we're kicking off our pride month celebrations as well uh chatting with players and athletes just like yourself all throughout the month of june so for you for Paige Nielsen, what what defines uh, pride month for you for me personally, honestly, I haven't been super involved in the past and I've been blessed growing up to have like a very strong family who we kind of, we love each other no matter what. Like, um, and so it, it's not until I really started coming out with my wife and, and see how much like impact we had on, on other people in the stands, people on Instagram that reach out and like 
how other people have have a hard time coming out or not being true to themselves or not being super authentic. And for me, pride is the opposite of shame. And I think pride, it's called pride month for the reason that like everyone should be just super proud and authentic to their, to themselves and being proud of who they are also like makes you a lot happier and a lot more open and, and, and human. We're all humans. We're, we're all, not we're all perfect in so many imperfect ways and I think it's so important one to to do as much as we can during pride month to celebrate who who we are as people and um to hopefully inspire others that that feel feel scared to come out or just not be true to who they are 100%. I love that. What a great sentiment to really start Pride Month here um, with Attacking Third and hearing you say those words. Uh, you mentioned this and congratulations are in order. You got married in the off season. Huge congratulations to you. Uh, a wedding in January, right before the preseason, uh, preparing for soccer, planning a wedding, and then you get traded to LA. But how was it preparing for preseason, getting married and having that combo of, of personal celebrations and the start of a new season for you? You guys, it was nuts. <laughs> <laughs> like the last six, seven months of my life have been absolutely nuts. And gosh, I w- I've been really working on living in the present. I'm like, okay, today we're going to take it day by day, but winning a national championship, getting traded, I had to move my wife in DC because our lease was up um, the week before our wedding, planning the last bits of our wedding, going to our honeymoon, which was freaking incredible. It was everything we needed after all of that. (laughs) And then coming to Angel City, it, it was like, I don't know. It, it still seems like fake to me. Um, but I couldn't be happier to, to end up here because like after get, getting married to my wife and our club's all about diversity and inclusion. And I was like, wait, this is the place I'm meant to be. I think it was just so incredible. Good timing too. I love to hear that, but the celebrations and the, the happiness started before, how did you meet your wife? Tell us the love story. I, I want to okay. hear about this and the proposal and the proposal. Break it down. So the love story, I have I have dated in the past, and um, Jen was truly the one where I was like, I need to hang out and talk to you like every single second of the day. I'm very independent, and it was very not like me. Um, she uh, she actually DM'd me. I have a picture of it. I'll send it to you later, and it just says sliding in the DMs. I was so happy being single. I was with my roommates. I was focusing on soccer. I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm not dating right now. But then I responded because I was like, oh, she's cute, I guess. Um, and I responded, I'm not mad about it. <laughs> um, and then we talked a little on DMs and she, I, I'm a terrible texter. Anyone that knows me knows that I'm a terrible texter, but she was freaking hilarious. She's from New York. She's a tad bit crazy and she knows it. I'm from Nebraska. I'm very calm, very chill, but I was like, who is this chick? And so a couple of weeks go by and finally one night it was late and I was just like a little bored and I was like, I wonder what's, what Jen's doing. 
So I was like, you should come on a walk with me at like 11 o'clock at night. And that, which is really sketchy. And I told her to come to our field parking lot. And she's like, no, like, I don't want to get murdered. And, <laughs> and so we met at like a public parking lot and tried to go on a walk. It started raining. She brought her dog. And then we were like, let's just talk in the car. We talked in the car for like six hours that night, the first night we met. And she actually asked me to marry her that night. And as a joke, but it was like the rest was <laughs> history. <laughs> the rest was history. Like she was, she was unlike anyone I've ever met. And we, we fell in love pretty quick. I love that for you. That's such a good story. I love that. Um, I love that there's like layers of like what could be considered like some pretty heavy, like some pretty like lesbian or like gay culture within that. Like people, like we often hear like these jokes like within our community about like the concept of like asking someone like falling in love right away or like saying like, how are we going to figure out like a living situation and stuff like that. And I love that like you're just like you both just sort of lean into it because you both sort of just knew at the beginning and I, I love that uh for for the both of you and and something else that like I think that we hear a lot about is is something like the the long term or the long distance type of of relationship that you sometimes go through uh with with her being a New Yorker you said and like now you find yourself in a different major metropolis in, in LA um is that something that you both just sort of uh are embracing together just sort of this kind of of like coast to coast type of uh of kind of new generational relationship yeah I wouldn't say embracing <laughs> um so we actually met the start of COVID and um we and we didn't know but we lived literally four minutes away from each other um so we would hang out every single day we would do all of our things but like from eight to ten we would hang out and then go our separate ways for an entire year. So we got to know each other like more than anyone has ever got to know each other in a year. Um, but this this has definitely been a challenge only because we love each other that much. <laughs> we're annoyed. We're annoyed that we can't live together at the moment, but we're also like, we're also one of the best teams I've ever like seen as a couple. Um, we understand when someone's busy. We understand like all the times we do communicate, we're absolutely like communicating with each other, trying to solve problems. She's trying to come here actually. She's in DC at the moment. Um, so she's trying to navigate like quitting or working remotely from her job or getting a new job. And it's been, it's been a challenge. You know, we went to, we went to our honeymoon everything was perfect. And then the day after the honeymoon, I flew to LA and that was it. It was, wow. and, uh, and, you know, she's, she's six years older than me and I'm, I'm old, I'm old soul too. But, um, there are conversations about having kids and, and getting a house and there's real, like, it's hard. It's hard as a soccer player, but I do appreciate how much she understands that. And I understand her and I understand her job. And I think that's one of the most important things in a relationship is just like understanding. 
when you're getting to know like your partner like that on, on a, on a different level, I, these are things that like I had to go through with, with my partner as well. Like one of the things that maybe you share with each other is something like a coming out story. And we talked, chatted a little bit off mic um, because the, the truth is that maybe, maybe there are folks out there that don't necessarily have a coming out story to begin with, or are in the beginning stages of that or, or otherwise for, for you, when you think about it, what, what is, what is the, the, what is your coming out story and, and or what would you like to share perhaps with people who are maybe kind of struggling with their own journeys right now? Yeah, I have to credit my siblings for not being so scary. Sometimes they are, but not during this moment. Um, I was dating a woman at the time in college, my senior year, and I didn't tell anyone, um, but my family was coming out to see a soccer game at North Carolina. And it was my birthday weekend. And my girlfriend at the time put sticky notes all over my wall in the shape of a heart about memories, about everything she loved about me, blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, you know what? This is my coming out story. So I'm going to leave them up and, and show them my room. And uh, so they walk upstairs to my room. And my sister, my sister is hilarious. She like started reading all the sticky notes. She's like, oh my gosh, your roommates are amazing. They did this for your birthday. I go, for, at first I go, yeah, they're really great. And I was like, no, Paige, you got this. You got this. <laughs> and I go, actually, they weren't my roommates. And then Sierra kept reading more. And they were like a little romantic. And she's like, wait. <laughs> and I go, yeah, actually, it's from my girlfriend. And then, which was super, like, I thought it would be easier. I'm very open. I'm a hippie. I'm very chill. I'm always like, love whoever. We have a short life. Everyone's going to die anyways, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but that was, like, hard for me. I'm from Nebraska. No one's gay in Nebraska, or if they are gay, and they're, it's a societal norm thing not to be. And um, so, so... <laughs> like 30 seconds go by and she says nothing and she's like oh my gosh it all makes sense now <laughs> <laughs> and she just had a huge smile on her face and she's like you know what I thought about dating my best friend back in the day and I was like yeah yeah women are just superior I get it <laughs> uh, but then like for anyone who's listening, it's not just that coming out. And then like I my stepmom and family in Nebraska, which was even more scary. And everyone's like, I didn't even know what to say at first. And then all my friends and one of my closest friends from elementary school was like, like so positive and so happy. I was brave. And she's like, you know what, Paige? People don't change unless they have a reason to. And and you gave us a reason to change. And I think it's only doing positive things in, in my community in Nebraska. And a lot of them still came to my wedding. And it was it was kind of it was incredible to see. I love that story. Thank you so much for sharing that with us, Paige. Um, I really enjoyed it and how you talked about your sister and your family and and your great aunts and having to tell those people. And it was almost like a series of coming out events because you had to continue to tell people and share your story for, for you personally, as someone who has been through that, 
What's your advice to those who are trying to be better allies to friends and family in the LGBTQ plus community? Um, I have I have a couple of things. One, it's really, really hard for someone to tear you down if you are so happy and positive and so in love and you're like, listen, like, I love you. I love this person. If you don't accept me, I'm going to be true to myself. I'm going to live every day and, and hopefully give everything for like to other people. And it's really hard for people to tear you down when you're like, I don't care. Now it's really hard to get to that point. And so the only thing I would say is like not be angry or bitter at first if people don't understand. And I think that comes from a place because I grew up in a place where we didn't see it. And I remember my friends at the, at the moment making fun of teachers who like were maybe gay or maybe not. And so I have that understanding that it might be a shock to people, but I think, I think like, as we keep continuing on, hopefully accepting everyone who they are, like it still baffles my mind that people are affected by other people's choice or like not choice, sexual orientation, gender. It's like, well, how does that affect your life? I really don't know. Um, but maybe it's just like how they look or something. I don't know. Um, but, and just to be patient, I think being patient and, and as long as you're being true to yourself, hopefully people will start to come around. And there's a huge gay straight, um, community out there that, that will, will love you no matter what with open arms. So yeah. Sometimes you got to find your people and uh, sometimes yeah. find you. That's uh, that's the, uh, that's the truth. Um, you know, you, uh, you're someone who's has some longevity in, in NWSL and in the league here. You know, I, I know that you were initially drafted in, in NWSL in 2016 and the beginning of your career has taken you kind of all over the world. Um, and as we're chatting with you about pride month and NWSL, what, what have you seen that is maybe different, um, as a league honors a month like Pride Month now versus maybe when your pro career was was just starting? That is interesting. I think our league has grown in so many ways. I think we understand our platform we have and, and how we can use it to inspire and make an impact on others. And I think our league with LGBTQ is one of the the best leagues to share our platform and hopefully inspire and impact people. And I think the pride nights are amazing. I think we are creating communities at our games where you can be authentic and the most true to yourself and feel so comfortable. It's like home for people. And I think that is like the coolest part about my job. It's like not just the soccer itself, but bringing people from all different backgrounds, diversity, um, whatever identities gender identities sexual orientation race and i've seen it more and more now than ever and i couldn't be more proud of the teams of how they're responding to social media social media is crazy cancel culture whatever um people still have a right to their religious views and i'm okay with that it's okay to be like hey i understand that but here's my side like conversations are are getting going and it's I think our league is I'm just really proud of it 
It's come a long way. There are so many celebrations happening throughout this month, but um, we're going to keep the celebrations going here because Paige, you wrote a book. Congratulations. Um, Tell us a little bit about that. It's about your mom. It's about grief. What inspired you to write this book? Inspiration was my, my grief and all of my emotions that I didn't understand as Gosh, I was 21, but I felt like a 14-year-old trying to go through life by myself. I was so lucky and blessed that my mom pretty much made all my decisions for me. (laughs) However, when she passed, I was like, holy crap, now what? And um, I had to deal and navigate my life without, I was like, what do I do? So I was like, you know what, I'm going to try writing stuff on paper and hopefully that helps. And I started really writing um when I got drafted to Seattle um I wrote every game day I wrote whenever I was feeling very emotional which for six months I cried every night I listened to videos it was like it was a very it was a very important moment in my life I allowed myself to grieve but also like come out of that and then I started traveling to Germany Cyprus Spain South Korea and I had incredible experiences and I was like wait someone needs someone needs to know these experiences I think Um, I was finding who I was because I was like I was kind of like you know in the image of my mom or or society and I was off by myself in different countries I was traveling all of Southeast Asia by myself and um like navigating like dating people overseas soccer uh life itself um I just was like I need to put it all on paper because my mind is going crazy right now (laughs) and uh so I started journaling for for years and then I was like you know what this would be awesome as a book I really started writing a book in South Korea because I couldn't speak English to anyone everyone spoke Korean which I learned Korean but I was like you know what this is my this is my time to really like let's, let's do something impactful and inspirational because I've had some crazy stories and I hope people can connect as humans and, and, and know that like life is a journey, like no matter who you are as an individual, as a collective life is a journey and wherever you head, it's not easy. And, um, that's basically the background of my book. So what is your book titled? What's it called? It's called struggle to grace. Beautiful. I love that. Can't wait to to read it and for so many others to, to try to read it. Because, you know, gr- grief is, besides just being devastating, it could be also like a really confusing thing for people to go through. Um, and like you're someone who maybe has found themselves in a position to, to impact others, perhaps, you know, have been told like you're a role model to for some young athletes. So, you know, what, what advice or message would you give to, to young LGBTQ plus people who, who maybe lack support systems in their lives right now? Um, one, reach out. I, I hopefully uh, always respond to people and I've gotten a lot of messages saying, wow, I didn't know you were bisexual, pansexual, gay, I don't, whatever. Um, and I was like, yeah, I, I haven't been out sharing it often, but yes, I am. Do you need help kind of thing? Um, but I think it's really important to surround yourself with people that may accept who you are or may be even open to those things. 
and finding mentors just they're like the longer the the longer like this goes on pride months and and everyone being authentic and true to themselves there are people out there that you can reach out to that will be so happy to help you and I think that's so important I think community and friendship and relationships are the most important thing in life and so finding that one person that that maybe can help you is really important finding mentors is so important Paige for you who was or is that one person that was your role model that's easy my mom (laughs) she she always like saw she put like she didn't put us in a box like other people's like parents they she was like you don't need a job right away what are your goals in life like what do you need to be doing for your goals and I would try and fit in in high school with with like the popular group which I did whatever but she's just like but who are you like like who is Paige Nielsen don't be like anyone else and and she was that and she literally was so positive every day people could make fun of her and she would not care she'd be like you know what I am so happy with my kids and um so she was definitely a huge role model I'm gonna um I love that my, my when I get asked that I always say my mom too is 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 my hero let alone my role model but um when we're looking at sort of the the overall scope of, of Pride Month. Um, do you have any like hopes or, or future for future Pride Month celebrations down the road? Because as someone who has celebrated Pride Month herself, I've noticed that there are always like things within Pride Month that um, maybe the community like latches onto that like really wants to celebrate a specific thing. And I, I can remember even um, back in the day where something like marriage equality was like really high on the list. And and, and now that has sort of evolved into to other things within the community, like being more vocal for, for trans rights and, and things like that. Uh, so what are maybe some of your hopes in, in, in future uh, for future Pride Months to, to celebrate uh, down, down the years? Trans rights are very important. Um, I think what's getting, what's getting a little confusing and messy for people is gender identity. And, um, cause it's, it's very new to a lot of people that I've spoken to. They're like, I don't get it. Cis, trans, like, I don't like we're, we're born with our, our genitals or whatever. Um, and I think, I just, I wish people were more open to being educated with it. So it's like, we're, we're, we're having these pride months and I think we're moving that way. Like it's not just pride month. Yay. Parade. Yay. It's like people are posting educational stuff on Instagram and, and there are books out there about like what society, systemic society and institutional society was and formed and shaped us a long time ago in the 1800s and that there's always been gay people there's always been people that don't identify with their um with their like biological sex or whatever that was given to them and so I hope that there's just more education for the future I love that. I think uh, tying that in with the fact that you're someone who has also written a book to maybe where other people can try to find some some comfort and some relief and also education with it. I love that all of this stuff is tied in together. And um, I'm thrilled that you were able to join us today. So thank you so much for being with us on Attacking Third as we kick off 
Pride Month celebrations. Thank you for helping us celebrate Pride Month. We always thank our listeners at the end of an episode. So thanks so much to uh, everyone who's been following us along. You can continue to follow us on Twitter at Attacking Third for more. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere you listen to your podcast shows. We're also available as video. Subscribe to us on YouTube at youtube.com slash Attacking Third. And stay tuned for more Pride Month coverage at Attacking Third for Sandra Herrera and Lisa Roman and Paige Nelson. This was Attacking Third. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. <laughs> Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. <laughs> And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.